Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio. God damn. Hello. Welcome to this episode uh, of Beyond the Ordinary. This is number 17, I think, if I'm counting right. Um, uh, you take your shoes off make sure you were. I did not. Uh, I should have, probably. Week, week late. Week. Because of, of cold and the snow. Yeah, yeah. Be honest with you. The Are fucking you saying you have more than seven toes? Yeah. Did we just gloss over that? What? I was 17. That means, it means you got at least one shoe off. How many toes Working on the second. Ten fucking fingers. <laughs> okay. Five yeah, toes on one side. Yeah, I only took one shoe off and I got yeah. the number, so how's that? I mean he was close. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but he got to seventeen <laughs> with one shoe off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean fifteen to get you to seventeen. Yeah. You can I imagine the other two. One way or another, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you just count the same toe twice. Right, okay. right. Right. I mean, I, yeah. it's a stretch, but it can't be done. Just well. come back across the same foot. Stranger things <laughs> happened. Yeah. Did you uh, uh, did you see that he's got some beyond the ordinary merch? He's yeah, in yeah, here today. Oh, dude, that's fucking sweet. Not bad, huh? Nice. Not bad. This yes. is the this is the test run shirt that I got, um, and I got my sticker on here too. Uh, oh, that's badass BT, too. Our BTK sticker. Uh, we've got a beyond the ordinary sticker too on the website. Um, trying to think, I want to say this was out the door twenty five something. I don't remember exactly. But either way, um, I don't have it up yet. I just took a just a quick, you know, I guess a quality test, see how how it turned out, and it did didn't do too bad. That, uh, that's, yeah, I'm that's interested nice. to see how it washes. See how I, I love that. Gra- I mean, I love the graphic though too. I, like, I uh, Richard Kuklinski. We're doing Iceman today. Is it because it's so fucking cold out? You know, uh, it might be. He might have been. Yeah, it correlates. He froze bodies too. He so. froze yeah, the ice cream man, right? Man, he froze bodies. He he maimed people with with uh, with with all sorts of just any sort of weapon you you can imagine. I was reading a section in the book where he had actually uh, uh, tortured a guy with a uh, road flare. Nice, yeah. burned his sack off. Ooh, um, nice. He's done all sorts of just you name it. This dude has done it. Like I love it every minute of it, including uh, dying, including <laughs> <laughs> including death. Yes, <laughs> that was prob- it was probably time, I'd imagine. Not before he got famous. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and you know he actually does go through. He did. He went through a period where he was doing. He was killing just for fun, just because it was fun. Then he started killing for contract. Then he kind of stopped and went straight edge for a while, and then he fell back into it, and then he eventually got caught. Right? Um, <laughs> he was pirating, like. Disney movies during this time he was doing straight edge <laughs> More work. More than Disney movies. Disney bro. movies and then porno. Splice and porno movies and shit too. Yeah, man, it's Fuck, it's yeah. what he did for work. Yeah. 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 Well, it was the, the real work was too. just making you know just doing prints of film and giving him and then he worked at a 
printing company in, yeah. in Jersey. So he had a few partners he worked with too, and, and he was doing like Tyler did in Fight Club and just slicing penises <laughs> right into the real thing real quick and see if you could catch it on. Is he responsible for the rescuers down under? Oh, the fucking seat in the window. Could, could be. What it's, if he it's, was? It's a theory that we can discuss. I, that's that's, why, that's yeah. why me and him have so much in common. <laughs> he just like goes splice penis really into stuff. There, <laughs> Chunky's admitting the shit. Chunky's that kid in high school had a notebook just filled with drawings of penises. And you know what's funny? <laughs> She's a bitch. Didn't they, make a mock- <laughs> didn't they have a mockumentary on that? On Net- don't, don't they have a mockumentary on Netflix about yeah. the dude who drew too many dicks or something like that? Yeah, it was like, like an end of the world mockumentary. Like, oh, the guy yeah. starts drawing dicks on everything. I remember that, yeah. I, well, and there was a part in the book where he he was talking about his um, what kind of porn they would produce because they had um, uh, well you had mobsters who wanted specific types they did this so one market they cornered was just you know straight hardcore stuff which he said he never really got off to um, there's lesbian porn which he really got off to and then there was bestiality porn with oh. with hey. a, with nope, a young no nope, nope. it's interspecies, interspecies erotica interspecies erotica <laughs> yeah we can't say that on on Fucking here I don't know wild, bro. but a young Linda Lovelace. Uh, giving oral to a German shepherd. Who, <laughs> um, he was in on that. He he no he uh, he would he he pirated that film oh. and and bootlegged it for everybody. Oh. He was for on the mar- mob. He was on the marketing side. He's the why, he's the reason why people know it exists. Yes. She, yes. Uh, she died really young. I watched a movie about her. She's uh, Debbie Does Dallas, right? No, she made one actual one por- one porno film where fucking she has like two or three scenes in it where she has sex and then fucking she. Slurps that dude's dong down like it ain't nothing. <laughs> like it I'm ain't nothing. Sure she's the, De- Debbie does now, isn't no, she? She's not, it's not the same person. Uh, I don't know. And then, I don't know uh, my uh, I'm almost vintage porn and then, actors uh, and actresses. She, um, she tried to get into it, like, because the movie she was in was in regular movie theaters. Deep Throat? Deep yeah. Throat. It, it Deep was, Throat. That's it, what I was thinking. It, it wasn't... It was It, it was an X-rate. It's X. Like, there was a slew of... It became an X-rated film. It was shown in, in theaters yeah, re- it, regularly, uh, and then that went, when they seen what she 70s, was doing... Mid to the late 70s, TV or movie theater showed rated X. Right, right. TV so shows. She only movies. did like one or two actual X rated scenes in her whole career. And then she basically just got used by terrible boyfriends who became her manager until fucking no one wanted her anymore. And she ended up there's dying actually, almost homeless, basically. There's actually, yeah. there's actually one film that actually was rated X that has won Best Picture at the Oscars. Is it uh, uh, fucking the one with uh, Dolly Parton? That's uh, the. Is it Midnight Cowboy? And that, uh, I have no idea. The, uh, I think that's the one it is. Little Shop, or the, uh, not Little Shop, uh, little, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Oh, yes. Yeah. It definitely was not that one. <laughs> uh, Dolly Parton yeah. was in it. It's no, there's. A, I don't know if it's an early A24 it's movie that they ca- made about her. Something Cowboy. Or I can't remember even who plays her in it, but I seen it on Prime one night, and I remember that... Um, What's her name from Mean Girls is supposed to play her, and then she got Amanda Seyfried. She got real coked out and shit. She didn't end up playing her, and then that chick, that chick actually ended up playing her. Amanda Seyfried played her, but which is also uh, she's also from Mean Girls. What's her name from Mean Girls? The the chick who's the main character. I can't think of her name. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, she was supposed to play her and got fucked up, and then got replaced by the other girl from Mean Girls. She she was too Linda Lovelace. She she did a really good job in the movie. I thought it was a good movie. So glad you guys know so much about Mean Girls. Dude, February February (laughs) 2nd. Mean Girls You got You got girls, man. You got it. I love the trust fall scene in that movie, bro. February February 2nd, Springfield at the Hoogland. They're they're doing a performance of it. There's a sequel, too, that came out, I guess. I have tickets to take Reese because she loves that movie. Did you know that? That there's a sequel that came out? 
I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know it until the other day either. I bet you, I bet you, Tim Morgan's in it too. I, I have no <laughs> idea who's in it. It just, I, it's Tim Meadows or Tim Meadows. I mean, the, <laughs> Tim Morgan. The part where the dude's got the baloney on his face and he's sitting in the back, he's just like, ah. <laughs> I die laughing so much when I see that shit. So he, um, he fucking this he, he he so he's bootlegging porn and and then like that's how he that's his his conclusively his toe on the line that's period. after he was a hitman that was after his he went, did two stints as a hitman his first stint he did it for over a while um he was married with another girl um and then they divorced and then he married this other chick but we'll get into all that but he ended up doing it twice getting married uh, well yeah um <laughs> he, he was a contract killer then he went straight edge and then he Finished out the rest of his life as a contract killer. So, uh, you back in the business, John? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, it's weird. hard to yeah. get away. What the fuck? Guess I'm back. John Wick would use some killer spray. He'd have been the same guy. Huh? <laughs> like, Man, no, just cleaning up a few loose ends. Was it ever like? Did did he say what crime family he worked for and shit? He was a Pollock, so he had never actually well, he, could he just, could never be in a family. He could he, could, he, could he was a, he was an independent contractor, and that was that was how he was operated in Jersey. That's how the families treated him. You know, it's uh, like he you worked for everybody. You can be affiliated and associated, but you can't be in it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like um, you, you ever seen Goodfellas? Oh yeah. So all them guys are banking on Joe Pesci getting in the mob because he's the only actually Italian one. The rest of them are Irish. And if Joe Pesci gets in the mob, then all of them are basically made because Joe Pesci's their guy. So you know, instead they shoot Tommy in the face, but <laughs> shoot him in the face so his mother can't see him in his own burial. <sighs> Mob boy, bro. I mean, this. I mean, like I was talking with Clint earlier. Like the only way to be Richard Kuklinski is a good contract here is to be cold as fuck. You can't have any feelings about nothing. No. And the way this guy operated is just like you. It was like you killed somebody by you know just as much thought as you put in to open up that can. You know what I mean? And he didn't really care about it afterwards after the fact. And just um, but he he had these moments where he was incredibly compassionate with his kids. Like he had two kids later on in life. One was sick a lot, and she was in and out of the hospital. He was really caring for her. Like opened up Christmas presents with him, yeah. played cars on oh, the floor, yeah. then went out and fucking yeah, murked a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, and it, for just fucking flipping you off on the highway. <laughs> just doing his job, you know. Yeah, I know. The, there's a story he tells, and you'll probably get into it eventually. Oh, about, yeah. about a dude he lights on fire in his own car and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just and that was over a pool. Bumped into him at the pool hall or something. Yeah, and then the dude smarted off to him. When oh, he asked man, him to we got so much shit to get into, man. Yeah. This is like <laughs> every little story like that is like insane. And but he just did this like He's on fucking a fucking Tuesday. Hung around, <laughs> hung around out in the parking lot, smoking cigarettes, waiting for that dude to come out, and then fucking dude was pissed drunk in his car and got him and threw him in there and lit the car on fire with him inside of it. Watched him burn alive. Whole bar did actually. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Dude, this dude was born uh, April eleventh, nineteen thirty-five in uh, uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, uh, to Stanley Kuklinski and uh, Anna Celia McNally. Um, Stanley was a, a Polish immigrant, um, and Anna was from Ireland. She was Irish American, um, devoutly Catholic. Um, that family was Catholic too. Um, he was the second of four kids. Um, Kuklinski's younger brother, Joseph Michael Kuklinski, ended up being convicted in 1970 of raping a 12 year old girl and murdering her by throwing her and her dog off of a five story building. Shit. 
And the only reason I heard this too, because they the only reason that they knew that something was going on is because the dog didn't die and it was yelping and, and barking and it was like so the cops came up and then seen fucking this <laughs> this fucking terrible so thing. So she died but the dog didn't? Yeah. They don't tell you about that. Oh. They don't tell you about that, brother, do they ever? Yeah. I've heard a lot of stories about him, but I've never heard any stories. What are wrong brother. with these kids? Right. So this is what we, he, this this household was just steeped in violence. Like, yeah. Stanley Kuklinski was a drunk. I was going to say, I bet you he's an alcoholic. Drunk alcoholic. Fucking, he worked at a railroad. He was a brakeman for the railroad, so he was a real son of a bitch. And <laughs> he would come <laughs> home. get up at two o'clock every morning. 16 hour days. And just fuck his whole family up. <laughs> just fuck. Everybody uh, up for nothing. Mouth for nothing. Road all day long driving nails. Come home to smack everybody around. He's just, bored. just get fucked up. I don't like my up. boss. You're getting beat Ooh, up. Don't. Man, thirty pack every night. And they're so, from like New Jersey, right, or some shit. Yeah, still in Jersey. Jersey the whole life. Jersey um, daddy. Nick, you ever had that feeling? It's like Tony Soprano come, come home and beat everybody around. up. <laughs> I mean, we ain't got swung on or nothing, but. <laughs> That's like Tony but Soprano ever, coming you home ever and just beating up the whole house every well, Sometimes you got to come in and fucking <laughs> let people know the day's happening. Yeah. Okay. Hey, this shit sucks today. Just so everybody <laughs> no. knows. I knew you kids did something bad that I didn't see, so get over here and take your ass. Yeah, game. come here and yeah. light up for your daily beat. Uh-huh. <laughs> With fists. Shit. Uh, who's going to catch one today? So Joseph, like I said, <laughs> that was Kuklinski's younger brother. Um, his older brother... Uh, his name was Florian. He also a psychopath. Didn't, didn't make it past the age ten, because his dad fucking killed him, beating him to fucking death. See, um, ow! It's a, just one night. It just went too far, and he killed him. Uh, caved in the back. Is is his call? How old was Kuklinski when that happened? Uh, so I want to say he was six or seven. He's seen that probably. <laughs> yeah. Your head around. Excuse me. No, no, no. Didn't make it past the age seven. Florian was seven, and he was like four or five, because he ends up Ooh, talking later on shit. how he he didn't understand why his brother wasn't waking up. They had the the barrel. They had the the oh, um, wake the wake in his house, and um, he couldn't understand like well, why why isn't he getting out? You know, he's asleep. He couldn't understand. But uh, the reason Stanley didn't go to jail is because he told his wife to say well. He fell down the stairs, and that's the story they stuck to. And tripped on the fucking family cat. Yep, fucking dead. So, not only was his father a piece of shit, his mom also beat the fuck out of him too with broom handles. Sometimes breaking them on his body um, and other household objects. Uh, he recalled an incident during his preteen years when his mother attempted to kill his father with a kitchen knife. Anna was a zealous Catholic and believed that stern discipline should be accompanied by a strict religi- uh, religious upbringing. Um, Richard, therefore, is raising <laughs> the Catholic Church. See? Just like the Sopranos. Served at an altar boy. Um, he later rejected Catholicism, um, regarded his own mother as cancer, who destroyed everything she touched. Quote, unquote. <laughs> so, Dude, I'm telling you. Just a household of pure <laughs> bliss. He married Tony Soprano a lot, don't he? <laughs> New Jersey? Yeah, I guess. Uh, so uh, he actually has. I, he ain't as, Tony ain't as cold as this motherfucker, though. Tony, man, Tony looks he like have, fucking. He might have been though. Tony the Tiger compared to he this motherfucker. Tony was way more organized. I don't know he did. I mean, before you met him on The Sopranos, he did a lot of kills and shit. It's just, that's the shit where you seen him taken over. Before that, he was down on the street doing nasty shit. So it's hard to tell how many people he killed in his life too. We never got to that part. The show ended before they took him to court. Yeah. He uh, um, he just was a 
violent, narcissistic kid as well, and he would just be a bully. He would beat up killed kids. Killed cats, didn't he? Killed cats. Killed... We know, um, we know about killing cats, Dick. Nothing. Killed the entire neighborhood full of feral animals, so the, the, the neighborhood was, was... There was no stray dogs, no more stray cats, because they are all fucking dead. Um, and <laughs> so he just didn't give a flying fuck about anything. Um, but yeah, he does all this up, and... and what year does he get married here? He actually gets married um, to a woman. Her name's Linda. She was nine years older than him. And they had two sons, Richard Jr. and David. And she listened? No. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, uh, so while he's also trying to toe the line here, he's not quite into uh, contract killing at this point. He's just kind of just killing for fun. Just some light. Just killing light the murder at the bar. Does nine to five. Light goes to the bar. At the bar. No big deal. A couple of drinks, a little murder, then I go home. Gets a little blacked out. Kills a motherfucker in his car. <laughs> wakes up with <laughs> a hangover. Like a Friday. <laughs> and it wouldn't. It wouldn't be over anything. Intri- like some guy called him. Like you know, called him a cheat at fucking pool cue, and then the dude just got his ass beat right there, almost <laughs> killed. Like <laughs> just for the mi- most minor offenses, and he would just. Full bore. And I guess that's one way to really... It's a respect thing. Yeah. It really is, right? <laughs> you don't fuck with him. And everyone, I guess you fucking understand that. Um, in Jersey, I'm sure. <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how else do you be, you know, as, as prolific as that? You got to be fucking ruthless. <laughs> And just don't take literally any shit, which is, I don't know, man. I, I kind of envious. Kind of envious a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I could I could probably. Well, I don't nobody deserved it to get shit upon. Yeah, I know. But or hey. killed. I mean, they don't deserve to be killed, neither, over some slight transgressions. But maybe he took it a little too far. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I, uh, Range would be seen, no, I no, guess. They owed money. If he'd have elbowed him in the face and broke his nose. All of them were degenerate. Oh, right. are you talking about the randoms he killed now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the uh, kill well, for funsies. I don't know. They might have been pieces of shit, too, though. You don't know. I mean, obviously, he was working out some childhood trauma as well. The, th- the thing is, though. It he, just makes you stop and think that maybe I shouldn't lip off to everybody at the bar that I meet. <laughs> thing is, he was a narcissist, so half of these stories he could have just made up because he was only convicted of five fucking Yes, counts. mind you, yes. He was only convicted of five, oh. five counts of so murder. So just like talking out his ass the entire once time. You, once you get to prison be. and people get in front of you, you can start making up any fucking story you want. They never found half of these people. And that is also something to consider as well because um, a lot of these murders he talks about either... I, can't be attributed to one, him. One, or he, he said he was involved found. with Jimmy Hoffa. Yes, he said he yes. Yeah, he did. Um, do you know it's, he possible. it's possible. I'm just saying. Uh, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa and Fader Raleigh, brother. Did they ever find that motherfucker? No. no. What? Like, they they had a big dig in Michigan like lately. No, they they ain't gonna find Hoffa? Jimmy. Yeah. They burned his body in fucking I ash, dude. That. I think they burned his body to ash. I think it's somewhat. Where do you think he is, Dick? Buried under a giant stadium. No, did you see the movie on Netflix that they did about? Oh, was, the Lions about play that there? guy's book. <laughs> uh, the Robert De Niro movie on Netflix. They did uh, yeah, the Irishman. So that guy's story's been kind of speculated to not be a hundred percent true. Like he's just talking shit, wanted to sell a book, so he told the story. Well, the Irishman. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So, but I think that the story to what they did with the body is similar. I imagine they burned his body to ash, and that's why you've never found bones anywhere. It's got to be something. Nah. Why? Why? Why has there got to be something? Because they didn't have to like when you burn bones or whatever. They're still chunks. The, they they've known they they knew that somebody owned a, like if you, like somebody owned a mortuary. They knew that and they ran money through there. Hmm. They killed him. They took his body straight there and burned it. I don't know if this is if they have enough DNA testing. They ain't done shit. Or, this is well, not. DNA, but not all your inside the mortuary. I was gonna say you, not everything. They didn't have DNA testing, though, like but they that can back just then get then rid of it. Yeah, that. but they got fucking samples of them and shit. Jim, That's what they're still digging for. J- Jimmy could be mixed in with Great Grandma Betty that somebody got. Right. They got samples of what? So did yeah? I'm not Off sure. Of this DNA from where? I'm not sure. He has children. Like his, yeah, his kids or some shit. Like like 23 and Me, dog. Like you can you can test. You can tell. I'm telling you, they ain't never gonna find that man's DNA anywhere in any play type of place. They no, might. You can what match they it off. Yeah. I think one of his kids is actually, according to the dude in the Irishman, one of his kids was in on the hit and didn't even realize it. <laughs> his son or his his son-in-law or something like that supposedly drove him to this place, dropped him off, and let him go inside and didn't even realize what was going on. And then they had the son take him someplace else. And then Hoffa went inside the house, and this dude shot him in the back of the head immediately, and they rolled his body up in plastic, took to a mortuary, and burned it. I mean, Compart- I compartmentalization, man. You just <laughs> know enough talking, to do your job. He, so was you talking, mean. he was talking shit, and, you know, fucking then they were scared he was going to hey, go talk to the, he, the he never, FBI or whoever, so they he supposedly never showed, popped him. He in. never showed up here. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know anything about nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. And they supposedly popped him, wrapped him in plastic, and took him to a mortuary and burned him immediately, which, you know, and they, the and then they play. blended him with other people. Yeah. Or they just threw the ashes out, you know? Yeah, do you know what the process of cremation actually entails? So, I, obviously, I you burn the body, right? I know, I know at one point in time, the meat's perfect enough to eat. That's right. <laughs> at some <laughs> point, the meat is perfect. Um, that's fucked up. But that's not wrong. Um, but they they burn the body of, 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 of all the flesh and the skeletons left. And then they actually stick your bones into, like, a crusher. And they crush and the crush you up into a powder, right? Eventually, turn you into a diamond if you really like. I'd throw my buddy in the river. I know what it looks like. Yeah, did you see that video I shared in our chat of the old lady trying to pour the ashes out, and the wind catches her, and she falls down, and the ashes blow back in her face, and she like <laughs> falls into the fence and rolls down yeah. the hill, and it's like it reminded me of your story right of pouring there. it in the river. She <laughs> said it was more like a cloud, and it didn't really dissipate. It just blew in your face like fucking no, like, it, like it looked like a big ass block he said in the river just sitting there. Ow. <laughs> what is that wild ass noise? That's is that going to be on the podcast? <laughs> screensaver turning on or what? I no, know. I didn't. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't go through the interface. Hey, we're good. Wrong beer can. So. It's just us going to the future. Yeah. Bloop. Uh, so yeah, like like Brent said, a lot of these murders could not have, maybe not have fucking happened at all. Um, it's like like he, said, that's my least favorite part about serial killers is like they after like, they get caught not, and they just keep fucking rattling on. They're sociopaths <laughs> and narcissists yeah. and they like the attention. I don't want the cameras to go away once they're in their face either so they'll say whatever bullshit they can at that point once you've been caught. What the fuck? Right. right? So um, the only ones that we know of for sure are the five that he had um, and that is for I think, um, I, I think that might be why I don't know as much about Kuklinski because those HBO interviews or whatever like four hours at a time at a certain point it is just listening to a motherfucker that's a sociopath <laughs> it's like, like, I do remember watching him but I don't know why I focused that hard the movie 
as a <coughs> okay biography on him. I don't know. They tried to make him likable a little bit, which is what they're supposed to do with the movie, I guess. But right. David Schwimmer, he's one of his kills in the movie. Yeah, yeah. He's a shit heel and he owes him money. Can't get him paid, so he fucking kills him. Said, fuck said, terrible mustache. Is it him or James Franco? He makes one of them pray to God. And then he leaves, acts like he's not going to kill him. And then he comes back in and fucking, he's like, oh, God's not here and fucking kills the motherfucker. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's cold-blooded, man. Fucking, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, he may or may not have killed a bunch of people before he went straight edge, right? And started working at this Manhattan film lab, okay? Um, so, but we, like you said, we don't know because there's nothing that we can attribute to him. But he says he killed a lot of people, a lot of things during that time frame. Um, so... He would work at this print shop, and he would um, he get access to master copies of these popular films and make bootleg copies of them, um, just different Disney films, other pornographic films, and um, also you know actually taking home a paycheck uh, from this place. Um, as he is struggling, he is um, while well, he's doing this. This is um, um, I mean, back backtrack here because he's still married to Linda, his first wife with his two kids. Then he starts working for a trucking company and he meets Barbara Pedici. Uh, Pedici? I can't say her name. P-E-D-R-I-C-I. She was a secretary at the place. Fell in love with her. Um, They start fucking around and she ends up becoming pregnant while he's still married to Linda. And Linda gets pissed. Yeah. Well, he also beats the fuck out of her, too, Barbara. These bitches like getting beat, don't they? Just whatever. Well, after, like, during this time frame when he was courting Barbara, the uh, um, she was getting beat by him. And then once she found out she was pregnant, she decided, I can't be with this fucking guy. I got to get out of here. So she jets out to fucking Miami. Now, Richard is like, I, I'm, I need to find out where this woman is. So he goes to her mom's place. <laughs> And talks with her mom, and her mom knows that he was a piece of shit, but he doesn't know exactly. She doesn't know exactly why. She just knows that she he beats up on her her daughter and whatever, and she's pregnant now. Um, they talk. He she makes a proposal to him. Says, "Hey, if I pay for your divorce, will you marry my daughter? Like, be make make my daughter on make a you know give her some honor, um, and and marry her because she's pregnant." Yeah, sure. I'd love that. So she gives him $1,000 the next day to run down to the courthouse and get this file file for divorce. File for divorce from Linda. And um, then he tells her where uh, Linda is, or Barbara is. And he goes down to Miami and finds Barbara. And Barbara (laughs) is fucking terrified now because now he's divorced and How did he get a thousand bucks and find what he was looking for That's he so she she her lind barbara's mom gave yeah gave kuklinski a thousand dollars if he agreed to marry his daughter her daughter who was running from her who was running from her who who she was running from her mom knew she her didn't mom want to be knew found it, didn't want to be found she never she she actually says she never forgave her mother for that because it just turned her entire life upside down from that point because she was almost gone out of his clutches but now you drag me back in bitch <laughs> that's a that's because mama wanted to make sure that you were good catholics that's right god damn it you have to have husbands <laughs> no, no, it doesn't be out there being a whore 
<laughs> That's Either. fucking wild. Yeah, yeah would you rather be mom fed me to a serial killer? Not there right. Her. Fuck. So, um, they get married, and he's still working at the print factory doing that whole thing. And then um, he, uh, she gets pregnant, or still is pregnant, but then miscarriages because he beat her. Oh, yeah. um, she gets pregnant again. Same thing happens. He beats her. Just whatever. Just whatever. She ends up losing three kids they this way. They had birth control back then, didn't they? Uh, she wasn't. She didn't have access to birth control. Oh, oh, she able to pull out. And he wouldn't. He wouldn't use a condom. He wouldn't pull out. Doing that. She, They're Catholic. She, Catholic dog. Shit, too. She could have fucking waited for that evil motherfucker to go to work and then ran off and fucking. Well, got herself contraceptive. So, yeah, there was one story she she had told in the book about. He Funny. got upset with her one night and wouldn't let her sleep in the couch. Wouldn't let her sleep in the house. Made her sit on the porch in a chair all night. And if she says, if you get up, I'm going to, because he was still down in Miami with his, because she went down to her dad's. If you wake up or if you tell anybody about this, I'm going to kill your dad in front of you. <laughs> okay. So she sat out there on the fucking porch all night and she's like, I don't know why I didn't just get up and go to the cops at that point. Also, I but guess back then, if just, you went to the church to tell them about your problems, they'd be like, ah, you know, you got married. That's you got to do what your husband's supposed to do. God, you know what I mean? Let's bring your husband in. Let's talk about this. Not even that. It'd just be like your like church tells you, like Catholic church tells you, divorce ain't, that divorce is the worst thing to do or whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So they divert Suck people away up. from doing that. Yeah, basically. Figuring, figuring, England same, broke, right? uh, figuring England broke away from the Catholic church and became Protestants no, because they, they wouldn't let Henry, Henry annul a yeah. fucking marriage. Back, uh -huh. back then, they used to tell him to go home and honor your husband more. <laughs> And then he'll probably stop. I mean, honor your husband more and he'll stop beating you. Me. That's what they would tell me. I don't want a victim then. blame here, but maybe Barbara, this is all Barbara's fault. That's, <laughs> this is all Barbara's I fault. No comment. Dude, I swear to God, that's what that's how they no, used to that, you, shit I, like that. No, I know. That's exactly what it is. And it's, it's fucked so up. fucked up. But I imagine the new church probably does the same thing. They just <laughs> they just don't talk about it. Yeah. So And drop your kids off here at four if you could, please. I don't know. Pope Francis is pretty liberal. Yeah, in comparison to the other ones, for sure. Yeah, the one that was a Nazi and shit? Yeah, that <laughs> one's still alive. He pulled his no, did he die? No, he's still he's alive. He's still alive, yeah. He's Pope Emeritus. He's the one who yes. retired as Pope because he just was like, Pope is too much for me. I poped out. You guys gave me too much shit for being a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you could retire a Pope. Yeah, he said, I'm out of this that shit. That was the first one, right? Retired Pope. Yeah, yeah he said, fuck this. I mean, it's till death, so. So you don't let me out of here, I'm going to pull my Ruger out and start shooting. <laughs> But I think they do have the clause, like with the uh, president, where if you prove, if they can prove that you're not a health thing? not mentally stable. Yeah, I think he had dementia, or they were trying to say he had an early onset dementia or something, and he was just being pushed. So now Pope, he lives, Popin was too much for him, brother. He's in a monastery somewhere in Switzerland. He's all right. Popin ain't easy. Yeah. Popin yeah. ain't easy, Big man. Big <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Well, yeah, figuring the how you said access to birth control. There's the whole. Th there's a whole fucking conspiracy theory that John Paul I was killed 30 days into his papacy because he was going to endorse fucking birth control. And that's not the way the Catholic is. And that's why John Paul II was Pope. The Vatican assassins mm. strike again, bud. 
he died. That and fucking, they, uh, they don't, they don't do, they you. don't do autopsies on the Pope. That's not that powder-looking motherfucker, right? From fucking angels and demons, <laughs> yeah. or not angels and demons, but Da Vinci Code, yeah. Vatican oh, Assassins. That's a good, that's a kick-ass band name, dude. Fucking shoot, 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 shoot angels, you in the back, and then angels beat, and demons is the same thing. Shoot powder, you in the back, and powder your ass, dog. Shoot you in the back, and then beat theirself with a belt and forgive themselves from Jesus for it. <laughs> Blood for my sins, it's fine. I was gonna say, in angels and demons, they're gonna blow up the Vatican with fucking antimatter. I don't like that one as much. The book is fucking awesome. The movie sucked. uh, In the mid-60s, he's working the film lab. Um, He starts to get back into organized crime um, by hooking up with two uh, former buddies, um, a couple Irishmen from Jersey who knew. They're like, hey, we've got – there's this – there's this garage. We know uh, there's a tractor trailer and there's full of um, jeans, some designer jeans. Um, we just need to get a semi truck. We can hook this bitch up, and we can take this truck, and we can sell this shit. Fucking Christopher's ripping shit off. <laughs> yeah. So, so Kuklinski decides to well, maybe I should probably do a little bit of research on how to drive an eighteen wheeler. So he gets a little bit of research done. Figures he's, he knows enough about it. They said, well, we'll just go ahead and do it. <laughs> Literally walks in like with pure confidence. Walks by the security guard, goes to the fucking truck, gets in the truck, hooks up the trailer. Drive the fuck out, and um, apparently the security guard didn't wasn't the wiser. So they drive off with this fucking truckload of jeans. Sells these jeans for like fucking twenty grand. Confidence is this thing you can't wipe off. No, I'm telling you. <laughs> that, gr- no, this is a grocery. Well, you know, this is a grocery shift. store story or a grocery store story about something like that. Back when uh, <laughs> like stolen truck. Back when Tombstone used to have when they used to have vendors before they used to before they came straight to the warehouse. There's two guys that walked literally right into the fucking truck yard, got into two tombstone trucks, and just drove the drove fuck the off. Fuck with off. A whole tr- two trucks full of fucking pizzas. And then they <laughs> caught the two guys eventually, like downtown, selling them for like just pizza rich. I'd have yeah. been selling them. <laughs> Dude, we have so many pizzas. I'd have been selling them by the slice. Hey, fuck dollar, no. dollar a pizza, motherfucker. They were, they were just two. They were hey, just two hundred thousand or something could give they you were life just following, money. They were just following the trail. They were going to like bars and selling p- cases of pizza for like ten bucks. Sell them for a penny. You <laughs> made twenty thousand. Get you a pizza burner and a little moving cart and set up outside the bar and just sell them by the slice. Is he, is he that's Kuklinski? back when my buddy John worked for Tombstone. Uh, take all of them out of the package, put them in a little freezer cooler, take them up there with you. Where you get all them pizzas at? I don't know. Fell off a truck. None, you motherfucker. <laughs> keep, you keep the DiGiorno and you sell the rest of I it. Plead, <laughs> I plead the fifth. Uh, we get all these, uh, well, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> oh, so he, well, he, he, he's like, well, we can't. We got to sell this shit wholesale. So he's got a, they got a buyer that buys the truck. And then um, some weeks go by. And he decides, well, let's see what else we got. So they had another one for, uh, they found another truck full of Casio watches that they were going to steal. Typical. Did the same <laughs> fucking thing. This just put his finger in my ear Jersey, or something. Jersey boosted trucks and shit. Boosted trucks <laughs> and fucking. Sounds like, like Sopranos to me. Yeah. So <coughs> while he's driving this truck. That's probably who he sold the truck to, huh? While he's driving this Casio truck full of watches, uh, apparently uh, he... Our truck cuts him off, <laughs> and they're like uh, uh, being really aggressive towards Richard Kuklinski, who's in this hot truck, who's trying to keep a low profile, right? 
This is the story he tells, right? So, oh, Ricardo, Ricardo. So he's like, I'm going to try and be cool because normally I just get out and shoot this fucker because, you know, <laughs> because, you know, I, I don't fucking deal with that. Goods. But I got this fucking truck full of stolen watches that I can't really do much with. So the guys, I guess, kept getting in front of the truck and stopping, slamming on the brakes, eventually just making him stop. So he pulls off the road. They pull in front of him. He gets out with his fucking 38. This is the police or just some random asshole? This is some random fucking assholes who fucking, who's fucking with Kuklinski while he's in this stolen fucking truck. Motherfuckers had some road rage and thought they'd fuck with a truck See, driver. Now, doesn't this sound, as I'm, as I'm, this is like the third or fourth time I've experienced this story myself, but as I'm, I'm saying it out loud, it sounds pretty fanciful, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty to. fanciful, like just because these guys decide, decided to fuck with a semi-driver and it just it's happened to be Richard Because he sucked at driving the truck or something? Like I don't know. Trying to switch through the gears. Well, and he was trying to be careful because he had a whole truck full of stolen watches and it wasn't his truck, so he was probably driving slow. A little well, he bit said he didn't know how to level. drive one and he just did some random research. Yeah, like, that was about that, it. Yeah. That too. Probably so. wasn't doing it very well. Hey, when, probably when it starts fucking making noise, just shift to a different gear. You'll be all right. Probably just driving like any Swift driver would drive. And Probably maybe a Walmart driver. Yeah, yeah. piss somebody like you off behind them. They went around mean, them, but then they decided to slam their brakes on and be cocksuckers. Be and, real, know, yeah. So if they wasn't, there. if they was one, if he was being one of those motherfuckers in the left lane who like just stops all the fucking traffic, <laughs> even though it merges two fucking miles up, and uh, it's you know intent is the zipper pattern. If he's being one of those cocksuckers, I could see it. And he would totally would, <laughs> totally would get blasted with a fucking 38 probably then. Yeah. These two guys gets, gets out with the little billy bats going to, you know, go to work and he just pops them both with an over under 38 right there on the side of the highway. He's protecting them watches. Get back in the truck and drives off. And like I said, he, these are two of the ones he was caught with? No. Oh, okay. Never. These were, these killings were never attributed to him. Uh, along with all the other ones that he's talked about um, in the past. Who knows uh, if he did it or not. Who knows if he did it or not, right? But this is a story that's been listed as, but like that was... <laughs> so he sold the watches, though? Sold the watches. Oh, yeah, no. Actually, it gets fucking weirder from this because he <laughs> takes these this truck full of watches. Gave them out at Christmas presents? Goes to a farmer <laughs> he did. down that he knows. They're going to drop this truck off at this farmer. They paid this farmer 500 bucks for to keep this truck in your fucking in your barn. Oh. For a couple days. We're going to find a buyer. They didn't have a wholesale buyer. Kind of hot. We don't have a wholesale for these fucking watches, so we're going to find somebody. Johnson, I got to keep this at your house for a couple <laughs> days. Yeah. Well, fucking imagine if Johnson <laughs> right, works up with his buddy. Like, all right, but it's 500 bucks a day. <laughs> so he, they go back to pick up the truck. Plus 20%. Truck's gone. Truck's gone. Where in the fuck is this truck, you weird farmer <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so, right? so he and, kills him, too. Well... He, the guy's not given any information. Doesn't know. I don't know. I wasn't here all 24 hours. I mean, someone could have came and stole it. Okay. Well, they tie his fucking ass up and torture this guy with the road flare. Um, burn his feet all the fuck up. Burn his balls up. Uh. And then the guy's like, yeah, it's, it's so Sammy down the road. He's got the truck. It's over his place. Why didn't you just tell me that, he says. And, uh, well, they go down to get fucking get Sammy. They find the truck. They kill Sammy. And they come back and kill this motherfucker. And they go and sell the fucking You're saying watches. they. They, as in Richard and his two buddies that were in on the truck oh, driving. Okay. His two Irish buddies that they were in on this little balls. gang. I just said, just go on ahead and kill me. Don't even leave me We're going to call them Chris and Frank. Chris and Frank, the Irish duo. 
Oh man, <laughs> he's gonna torch my butt. My balls just going ahead and off me right there again. This no, but I just these I leave you there to suffer for a while and then come back. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah, also, that's, that's what you should do. Also, not a trip. Five hundred bucks. I mean, it's kind of like yeah. you're gonna make three times that off that truck when you find it. <laughs> come on, no. They didn't even around. make no I mean, money burning, off it. They just burning burning skin and stuff. House. That's like uh, fucking around. Motorcycle gangs and stuff. If they patch you out, they fucking cut it off or burn it off of you. If you have tattoos, I'll tell you what yeah. I do. I flip the motorcycle upside down, off. get that motherfucker going as fast as I could, and then put somebody's back on their fucking <laughs> burn their fucking tattoo off that way. <laughs> Tired of it. What is going on? So this motherfucker <laughs> had these crazy fucking stories, and you don't know if they're true or not, right? I don't know. He's got only five that are attributed to him. We're going to talk about those. Yeah, I mean, real quick. So like, the police can't find no more and gave up looking into this shit because he died or something. A lot of or? those. Well, a lot of what they're saying in like, it was just a gangland shooting or whatever, and they just kind of attributed to another gang shooting. Uh, just whatever, right? I don't know. That was this is in the '60s. The cops really didn't. Someone would have to do an investigation and go back and look on his words and see if there's two dudes on the freeway. They got shot by a 38 someplace it's and too, died. And they it's go, too much okay, paperwork, well, man. We're out. It's right. that did that. He's already right. He's already in jail serving five life sentences. <sighs> so now, now you got to do the research and say, well, like Clint said, go back to that time it's frame like and see the, if there was anything like it was attributed to. Got it's shot like, on the freeway being an asshole. It's like when the manager car. leaves and everybody just blames him for six months. To a year afterwards, some dude shot him on the freeway and killed him and shit. It's like, oh, so on. It's all your fault. He's only been tagged with five killings, five murders. Um, Rick wouldn't have done it that way. The first of which would have been is George Miliband, um, January July, excuse me, no, January thirtieth, nineteen eighty. Um, Kuklinski uh, killed 42-year-old George Millibrand during a meeting to sell him tapes. Uh, Millibrand was reportedly carrying $27,000 at the time. Um, Millibrand's body was discovered a week later on February those were, 5th. Those were some expensive ass Disney tapes. Kuklinski had placed it in a had placed him in a 55-gallon drum and left it near the Chemitrex chemical plant in New Jersey. Nice. Uh, cut the tendons of Millibrand's leg in order to fit the corpse in the barrel. Uh, this was the first murder linked to Kuklinski. Uh, Millibrand's brother told police officers told police officers that Millibrand had, was meeting Kuklinski the day that he disappeared. After a plea bargain, Kuklinski admitted to shooting Millibrand five times, saying it was due to business. Um, and, uh, the book that I'm referencing today is uh, the Iceman Confessions of a Confessions of a Contract Killer, and he tells a story about. Um, meeting with a, uh, uh, a union rep for the um, for the printing company, and it kind of it kind of sounds like this a little bit. But he and the the way that I the way that he tells this story, it's kind of almost impossible to 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 not know this guy had died. Okay, so so. He's working at this print plant. He gets all he's he's getting all this overtime, right? And and apparently the other other people are like, well, we want some fucking overtime. So they talk to the union rep. The union rep goes to him. He's like, hey, you can't have all the fucking overtime. Blah 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 blah. You got to give it to somebody else. And he's like, well, they're asking me for it. I want to take it. Blah blah blah. So whatever. They get into um, uh, a scuffle, and he punches this guy in the face knocks him out and he hits his head on a park bench because they're in a park talking about it and he dies 
right? This is a union rep for this um, uh, print company, mind you, okay? So this is not just some fucking guy, and he knows that people know that he was going to go talk to Clinty about this. Um, so he's like, what the fuck do I do now? So he runs off to the fucking hardware store, grabs some rope, grabs uh, a carton, like a, like a milk crate, comes back. He hid the body first, comes back, gets the body out of the bushes, ties a noose around his neck, tosses the rope over a limb, puts the, the, the crate underneath of him, hauls his ass up, makes him look like he hung himself. So it looks like the union rep just went out into the park and hung himself. Hmm. But mind you, we can't attribute that to him because he's not listed one of the five and he's not a uh, whatever. He was just some guy, right? <laughs> See, nowadays they'd have DNA did, did that actually, to be able I mean, to find out that's what I'm saying, like, or not, you know, probably. But back then they didn't have all that shit, really. He says he did that in the book. He's not attributed to killing that in in his five convictions. I was going to say, the cops would show up and be like, well, this motherfucker hung himself. This is an easy one. Yeah. So... Is there a rec- uh, is there a record of a motherfucker hanging themselves on that day? I don't know. It's a good question. He made a deal though. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they didn't honor, and that's why fucking he got away with not being attributed to a lot of kills. Yeah. I do believe. I could be wrong. I could be thinking of. He probably turned some people in. I, I, Cut some no, deals. He never did that shit. But like, I think the mob took care of him inside for a long time until he started talking, and then shit changed. Ah, uh, so he had an you know NDA. Like that, type, <laughs> like that type of a deal. Because for a long time, he didn't say no shit. And then all of a sudden, he was like, eh, they ain't taking care of me for a long time, so fuck them. He started talking, and then what was it? He, like, died real mysterious, like, too, and shit later on in life or whatever. But uh, Yeah, he ended up being, like... Um, supposed to do a book or some tell some kind of shit right before he was going to do it or some supposed to do something but he was about to name name drop a bunch of fucking people in the mob or something didn't he have died, like, like fucking diabetes and shit are you talking Kuklinski yeah I won't try to jump that far ahead but he ends up dying from uh, Kawasaki disease which is like a inflam- it's like a anti-inflammatory it's not an anti-inflammatory it's a uh, inflammation it, yes of your kind of general like your vascular system uh, I think it's he got injected with something well who knows? Fuck. There's all sorts of shit. He made a lot of statements and bold claims and shit. A lot of bold right. claims. Saki's disease. Right before Yeah. Like he's the one that <laughs> killed Hoffa. Right? So. In the book, uh, he talks about... Um, Fuck, Dick could have killed Hoffa. We don't know. Killing people with various different al- different ways. Um, I, I don't think I was born. What you That's what you think. <laughs> yeah, he got kind of creative. Like it, like it was like a... A, like a Would game you, for him almost where it was like he'd do, do a little bit of different killing every time or fuck with the prey a little different type of shit like like how he asked the dude told the dude to pray to God and if God comes down here and stops him then you're not gonna die you know what I'm saying you gotta God, keep it hot bud you God never came so stale. he shoots the dude in the head and kills him <laughs> but then he did different shit too where he had like the spray he had like uh, the arsenic he had like arsenic spray where yeah, he would exactly. just like spray it on somebody oh. and then you'd have a heart attack so and die talk about just get in there uh, and fucking tear it up <laughs> or slit your wrist or throat oh, I mean, yeah or, then spray it with breaking parts cleaner or, <laughs> he had the old uh what do you call it ow the garrote wire yeah. A garrot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fucking A. Yeah, dude. Ugh. He was pretty Sorry. proud of He's like, I don't know if anybody's ever done it like this, where he's, he's like, I would I would put the garrot around the neck, and I would just 
put them over my shoulder and just hold them till they stop kicking. Big tough. He's big, like, I don't know if anybody's ever done that. Big, <laughs> big fucking guy like him, dude. I like it. But he, he just way to do it. Yeah, he's done a lot of <laughs> interesting things. He claims that um, that he found this cave in the woods um, that was cinematic. full of rats. <laughs> Listen to this fucking story. Yeah. <laughs> Drop, oh. Just dropped the body off, yeah. let him eat. No, it's not. It's the like, whole fucking He was thing. out one day exploring the yeah. woods. Yeah. So this dude I found He's trying to earn his wilderness badge. He's like Willard. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Willard. He's, yeah, he's trying to earn his wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You ever seen the movie Willard before? What do you mean? Is yeah. it about the dude that tames all the rats and has them attack? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Chris Crispin sure. Glover, man. Yeah, well, there's yeah. an original version. He redid it, but there's another older, older version of that movie that came out. But I think it's called something. Uh, didn't but Stephen King rat. direct that or something? Fuck, I don't know. Or maybe no, wrote. the no, Stephen Ste- King ones where they work at the construction thing and there's a giant rat comes up out of the tunnels or whatever and starts trying to kill think, people. What I think one of the only movies that Stephen King directed is Maximum Overdrive. Well, it's based on a Stephen King. It's like a bunch of short stories Stephen King did, and there's like oh, one's uh, about a rat, and it's a like giant rat. Creep show? Gra- graveyard shift. Graveyard shift. Graveyard, yep. Um, so, no, he was just out. He Herbs. would go out in the woods and just, you know, tramps out in the woods so and like whatever. Body dumper. Well, he would do he would dump bodies, too, but Dick. most uh, of the time. Was a, think about he this was, motherfucker hey. did for a good time. Why do you think he was tropes around out in the woods? He's looking <laughs> he was, for places he to was in, dump He bodies. lived in yeah. Jersey, went out to the Barrens, and he, he was an avid searcher for the Jersey Devil. Out there in a the pine barrens, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he All probably right. found him according to his stories, he, too. Motherfucker <laughs> is the Jersey Devil. Well, he said he would <laughs> go been. out, and he would just shoot squirrels and rabbits and just leave them there. <laughs> like he never just—he just wanted to go out and kill things. He said, "Well, he would just go yeah. out and do it." Perfect place for it. And he <laughs> found this cave. He finds this cave where he—well, fi- he finds this rat, follows the rat back to the cave, okay. <laughs> and he's like, "Hmm, I wonder." Takes uh, some hamburger from home, brings it back to the cave, puts it in there, comes back, the burger's gone. Blah blah blah. There's got to be some rats in here. So now this is what he says, and there's nothing in his in his uh, that's that can corroborate this at all. But he claims that he takes this guy who he was told to make suffer by his, by his, his contract killer, by his contract. And he's like, okay. So he gets, uh, he said he gets a hold of some video uh, camera and a tripod, brings this guy, ties him up, brings him to the fucking rat cave, strips <laughs> him naked, ties him up still, and puts the camera on. And apparently, the rats came and ate him to death and fucking consumed the entire body. I don't know. <laughs> so he brings... Uh, they get hungry enough to eat anything. Plus, yeah, I mean, if they I want to... I'm not saying it's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? oh, uh, oh, yeah. Did you... Uh, the, the thing... Um, uh, what was I... Whose fucking podcast was I listening to? Somebody's. And, like, if you die and you have a cat... It'll fucking eat oh, your yeah. head. It'll, oh, yeah. it'll eat your head off. That sounds like some Joe Rogan <laughs> shit. He hates cats. Eat your head off within 24 <laughs> hours. Fuck cats yeah. Cats evil little motherfuckers. I'm going after your eyeballs first, man. Like they said little dogs and shit like that. So it's like something Hank. like 3 billion birds a year so like in Hank. fucking North America are killed by fucking house cats. Yeah. My cat just left me a bird's head on the porch today, actually. <laughs> Hank would fucking eat you quick, bud. Probably. <laughs> I said little, little dogs and cats Keep are all all right. Keep you on fuck off, me. I'm so gonna think eat about you, that. If you got a cat out there, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just, either it's, it's either he or me. <laughs> my house. Yeah, I guess I lost that game because yeah. me and Chunky really thought about it. So so I just gotta think about that. If you own a cat too, it's, <laughs> think, it's, it's thinking about eating you at some point. 
Just <laughs> <laughs> ro- like a little rotisserie lamb. Oh, no, but when you're when that cat's purring at you, just think about that. It's probably thinking your food later. Right? So, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, it's pawing you and doing the thumb. Yeah, and if that cat pisses you off enough, you take him to the Chinese restaurant. It's gonna be food for you too. Yeah, so <laughs> I, was, I was up there the other day, but I seen three fucking bravest cats I've ever seen out front fucking around. <laughs> That's right. And I was trying to tell Lindsay about it, and she was screaming at. Me. She's like, "Shut the fuck up!" I was <laughs> like, "Look at him." It's like when little. It's like when kids have to go there. up to the haunted house. I was out there That's trying to shoo the, shooing the cats away, bud, and I was like, "Don't go, 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 get out of here." She's we don't like, save yourself. Yeah, she's like, "Shut up." <laughs> we don't want Sesame Kitty. So he apparently he I got like paid it. ten G's like for the kill, Me too. twenty G's it. if he can make him suffer. So he makes this guy suffer, brings his fucking video back to his mob boss, and he's like, "Oh my god, you are the best." Fucking love you. I need ten more. You. Yeah, we need suffer porn. Uh, yeah. So again, but like I don't know if that's true or but not. You gotta remember, you're a fucking Polak, so no, no. Yeah, you can't. You, we can't be true friends, okay? But uh, I'll call you next week. Yeah. <laughs> you can't well, be part of the club, but uh, we'll keep you killing people. They it's were fine. Paying him a lot of money to do. <laughs> oh that. yeah, he was like I said, I get twenty grand probably, a pop. Yeah, twenty thousand dollars for killing somebody. You know. Do I have some sausage and no key? Did, why would you get... Why, <laughs> honestly, why would you... When he was you, convicted and all that shit, did they ever find an excessive amount of money? Because where the fuck would you have kept it? He was... Uh, he claimed he was a very... Not uh, in the rat cave. Uh, well, yeah, he, was, he was a bad gambler. He would he would gamble his money away, too. That's um, I'm total sure they, I'm, sure, I'm sure they had nice things. You know they what did, I'm yes. I'm sure he didn't live poor. Yeah. Well, when you're doing... A couple contracts a week, probably at that. I mean, uh-huh. forty grand a week sounds pretty sweet. I think. <laughs> um, what is it in the mo- how you how you said not in the rat cave? What was it fucking bad boys too, where the rats are eating the guys' fucking money <laughs> yeah, in this Miami? Is a stupid fucking problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> the rats are fucking. Mm. What? I, no, I don't. I don't say that one. <laughs> Going back to the morgue scene. What? Cover her up. <laughs> what? What am I going to do with these dead titties? Jesus <laughs> Christ. April 29th, 1982, Kuklinski meets Paul Hoffman, who is his second murder victim that he's attributed to. Um, he's a 51-year-old pharmacist who occasionally browsed the store in Patterson, New Jersey, a storefront with a back room holding a wide variety of stolen items for sale. Um my type of place. Hoffman hoped to make a big profit by purchasing purchasing stolen tagament, popular drug to treat peptic ulcers. No, I ain't, I ain't about that. To resell through his pharmacy, um, he believed Kuklinski could supply the drugs and badgered him to make a deal. Hoffman was last seen on his way to meet Kuklinski with twenty five thousand dollars to buy prescription drugs from Kuklinski. Oh, yeah, he took that Come on, he's fucking up. He can't be the last person that they're gonna go meet. <laughs> took that twenty five grand and disappeared that motherfucker. After a plea bargain, Kuklinski admitted to killing Hoffman. Uh, he stated that he lured him into a rented garage and then tried to shoot him, but the gun jammed. Instead, he beat Hoffman to death with a tire iron. <laughs> he then stuffed the body into a fifty-five gallon drum and left it outside a motel in Little Ferry. Uh, New Jersey. Uh, one day, Kuklinski noticed that the drum had disappeared, but never the, learned where, what happened to it. Where the fuck does he have access to these drums, drum barrels? I, you know, I was trying. To, I was at one point. I was gonna make like a like a smoker out of some drum barrels. And I couldn't find them either. I don't know where the fuck you get them. I got. I know where to get them. Fifty. Gotta, gotta know somebody. Uh, gotta know a guy. Yes. I mean, uh, this guy. I'm uh, sure he knows some guys. You buy them from Bath. That's how they do their garbage in Bath. <laughs> yeah, oh, they, just, they oh, burn them in the barrel. Yeah. John Deere has a bunch of barrels. <laughs> they used to collect oil. Uh, 
Gary Smith. That's number three uh, by know, the early I know 80s. know where you can find a bunch of white wine barrels. Uh, Kuklinski's Burger Burger Gang. His Burger Gang. His gang of burger meat. <laughs> Hamburglar and all. <laughs> Kuklinski's Burglary Gang was under investigation by law enforcement on uh, December of 82. Percy House, a member of the gang, was arrested. Um, House agreed to inform on Kuklinski and was placed in protective custody. Um, warrants were issued for his arrest for the rest of two other gang members, 37-year-old Gary Smith and Daniel Deppner. Um, Kuklinski urged them to lay low and rented them a room at, New, at, a, at a York motel in North Bergen, New Jersey. Smith left the motel to visit his daughter. Kuklinski feared that Smith, um, after dis- discussing going straight, might become an informant. Well, he'd probably already gone to became an informant at that point. Um, according to the testimony by Barbara Deppner, Kuklinski, Daniel Deppner, and House decided that Smith had to be killed. Um, Kuklinski fed Smith a hamburger laced with cyanide, um, but when this was slow to work, Daniel Deppner also strangled Smith with a lamp cord. According to forensic pathologist Michael Baden, Smith's death would have probably been attributed to something non-homicidal in nature, such as a drug overdose if Kuklinski relied solely on the poison. However, the ligature marks around Smith's neck and the fact that the body had been deliberately hidden proved to investigators that he was murdered. Um, After Barbara Deppner did not return with the car to move Smith's body, Kuklinski and Daniel Deppner placed it in between the mattress and box spring. (laughs) Over the next four days, a member, a number of patrons rented the room, and although they thought the smell in the room was odd, most of them did not think to look under the bed. Finally, on December 27, 1982, after more complaints from guests the about f- the smell, the motel the manager did you investigated sleep in a room with a dead body that smells like shit and discovered uh, the decomposing corpse. Man, well, uh, a friend of ours's grandparents uh, went on vacation one time, and they were in a room with a dead body that was in between two beds and didn't know it. Um, and knew what? Like, knew like something smelled in the room or whatever. And they so was they, like on a golf tour or some shit too, and, right? Yeah, and so they well, called. Fuck, if you're on a golf tour, you're gonna stay. You got to play golf next. They day. called. Is either <laughs> golf or bowling, one or the other? They called and were like, "Hey, something smells in our room. We're gonna leave for a few hours. Could you guys come up and take care of it?" And they're like, "Cool, we'll come take care of it." And they came up. Did whatever left, and then they came back and like they went to sleep that night, and they woke up and was like, "Man, something's just not something stinks." You know, what I mean, something's not right. Whatever. Yeah. So they I'll, called also, again. Here, here. I'm sorry to interrupt your question, but a body in between a mattress and be- box spring. Uh, there's a good amount of space in between the old hotel yeah. beds. There's like a about well, yeah, this I know, I know but old. still, it's gonna be lumpy as fuck still <laughs> somewhere. Uh, that's just a lumpy, smelly no, bed, I because guess. Because those box springs are fucking hollow underneath them. There ain't nothing but a couple of fucking boards, so it's just basically a hollow box spring, and then fucking the bed sits on top of it. Yeah, but you would have had to flip that motherfucker like upside down. Man, nah, so, so I don't think so. either way, because it's just a net on the back of all you have to do is cut that little net off, and you can slide a body. <coughs> but anyway, yeah. So anyway, they <laughs> had left again and came back, and like, nah, it still stinks. Learning all kinds of shit about Clint. Today. And they <laughs> they flipped the beds back or whatever. And when they flipped that fucking um, dead, dead that box spring over, someone had fucking murdered somebody and stuffed them in between the box spring and the fucking like I mean, the the I frame mean, of the bed. A, ho- a hotel or motel is a good place to leave somebody. It's fucked up. As long as you don't give your name. I'm just now. trying to go on vacation and maybe do some bowling or golf one or the other. <laughs> yeah. I have no dead body. I think they the slept on the dead body, right? Yeah, they slept there one yeah. night, and then yeah. the next day they woke up and like, man, it still stinks in here, and they called to have it cleaned again. You got, I got to know who this is later on. Room service came and like 
all right we took care of it again for you then they came back to the hotel room and it was like man it stinks where was back. where were they staying at like what, what uh, city uh, i want to say florida but i can't i can't 100 percent say for a fact new on jersey that. Two, two last long ago. uh last <laughs> golf trip that i went on i was staying with my aunt and uncle we had adjoining rooms didn't think anything about it had the fucking clip flipped on the door and I went out their room since we had the adjoining rooms and we didn't pull the sh- door shut all the way. Well, I didn't put the thing on my room or we, we had the thing on my room door that says don't clean or whatever. My aunt didn't. Fuckers came in and pulled that door shut. So I had to call security and they had to fucking <laughs> break into my own hotel Jesus. room. They got them weird rooms that are attached to other rooms too or like Bob Saget. I think he someone might have snuck into his room because there's an adjoining room the to adjoining his that rooms. was unlocked. Just I think it's someone, hit him in the head. Yeah. Clubbed him over the head and threw him in bed and it's real interesting watching uh security they took like a fucking hanger got right at a certain point just fucking pulled that thing the door just popped right open they're like we probably shouldn't let you watch how to do that i'm like (laughs) there's a documentary uh, on netflix about bob saget's death i can't remember what it's called this on netflix so Gary Smith is number three. Number four, Daniel Deppner actually was involved in Gary Smith's murder. Um, he, <laughs> he, um, so after Smith's murder, Kuklinski moved 34-year-old Daniel Deppner to an apartment in Bergenfield, New Jersey, belonging to Rich Patterson, uh, then fiance of Kuklinski's daughter, Merrick. So um, his daughter, Merrick's uh, fiance, Rich Patterson, had an apartment that Daniel Deppner moved into. Right, so sometime between February and May of '83, Deppner was killed by Kuklinski. Um, investigators deduced that he was murdered in Patterson's apartment after discovering a bloody carpet. Kuklinski en- enlisted Patterson to help dispose of Deppner's body, telling Patterson, um, Rich, which is his son-in-law, soon-to-be son-in-law, um, he enlisted his son-in-law to help dispose of the body, telling him that the victim was a friend in trouble with law enforcement and someone had broken in and killed him over the weekend. He <laughs> added it was best to dump the body to avoid trouble with the police. Then forget about the incident. <laughs> Kuklinski made another mistake when he informed an associate that he had killed Deppner. Um, Deppner's corpse was found on uh, May 14, 83, after a bicyclist riding Clinton Road in a wooded area of West Milford, New Jersey, spotted the corpse. Surrounded by vultures. Um, Kuklinski wrapped the corpse up inside of green garbage bags before dumping it. Uh, medical examiners listed Deppner's cause of death as undetermined. Although they did notice pink, pinkish dots on his skin, a possible sign of cyanide poisoning. So, And then his <laughs> final kill um, uh, that he's attributed to is Louis Masquet. Uh, September 25th, 83. Body of 50-year-old Lois Masgay was discovered near a town park in, near Clausland Mountain Road in Orangetown, New, Jer- New York, with a bullet hole in the back of his head. Um, Masgate appeared disappeared over two years earlier on July 1st, 1981, uh, the day he was supposed to meet Kuklinski at, new, at a New Jersey diner to purchase a large quantity of blank video cassette recorder tapes, for which Masgay had $95,000 for in his van. After another plea bargain, Kuklinski admitted to shooting Masgay. Um, his body had been stored in a freezer, then disposed of in the park 15 months later. However, Kuklinski that was did... Part, that's part of the reason he's called the Iceman. Right. right. And it basically, is kind of his last kill that did it. Um, uh, however, Kuklinski did not thaw the corpse before he dumped it. He also wrapped it in plastic garbage bag, which kept it insulated and partially frozen 
Um, the Rockland County Medical Examiner found ice crystals inside the body on a warm September day. Um, so, yeah. If the body had thawed before discovery, the medical examiner stated he probably would have never noticed Kuklinski's trickery. Investigators realized Maske was wearing the clothes his wife and son said he was wearing the day he disappeared. Um, the discovery that Kuklinski froze Maske's corpse encouraged law enforcement officers to nickname him the Iceman. Newspaper reporters essentialized his uh, frequently used moniker of Iceman in the headlines. So, obviously, um, that's kind of where the... Then that was Came just from. a psycho killers didn't even count as mob as mob killers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that one was just um, some of them were just fucking. So he was yeah. never attributed to any mob kills. No, you mean because nobody they were just mob hits. You yeah. know, and no proof that he actually hit the people because fucking. So, so all he says, she says, yeah. Yeah. hearsay. Those five that I listed are the only ones that he's. Um, <laughs> he just sounds like a fucking of. psycho. But the thing is, the one dude was his partner. He killed his own partners and shit and all that, right? Fucking the ice cream man who was his partner fucking, like, showed him how to store the bodies originally. He ends up fucking killing that guy. He kind of lost his shit and started murdering everybody. Got paranoid. Mm. And fucking he was going around buying cyanide and shit and spraying people in the face with cyanide. Doing doing uh, science projects, I think is what he calls it in the documentary. How tall are you, Chunky? 6'6". Six, six. He's this, well, Richie here was 6'4". Um, so, so my size. Yeah, six foot four. Um, doesn't say how big you like, how much you weighed. I don't know. Either way, big motherfucker. Um, he used the cyanide trick on one of his associates first to try it out, to test to test it out first in the club. <laughs> he bumped into him and acted like he sneezed, and then we act like he sneezed. He sprayed the dude in the face, and then the dude fucking had a heart attack a couple seconds later on the dance floor and died. And everybody just thought he had a heart attack because. Has something to do with cyanide after 24 hours it's out of your system or something like that? Even if you die? It's after 24 hours it doesn't show up on a test? That, that's so, why they try to... That's what they... Like, prisoners and stuff, they would try to feed it to them or whatever. And then the next day when they went to whatever, they just died of so it just looked like causes this, or something. It just looked like this dude had, had a fucking heart attack on the dance floor and died at this fucking... Disco it or sounds like fucking. a Richard Kuklinski story. Dance your heart. No, that's out. what he got. Like a like that's what, how he got like busted, basically, because oh. he was trying to buy cyanide illegally and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's how he got caught. December seventeenth, nineteen eighty six, Kuklinski met uh, Paula Frone, um, who is this is a uh, he's an ATF special agent, Dominic Paula Frone. Um, he met with him to get cyanide for a murder, which was an attempt to on an undercover police officer. <coughs> Um, after the recorded conversation with Polifrone, Kuklinski went for a walk. Um, he tested Polifrone's purported cyanide on a stray dog using a hamburger as bait and saw that it was not poison. Um, suspicious, Kuklinski decided not to go through with the murder and went home instead. He was arrested at roadblock two hours later. Uh, Kuklinski's wife was charged with interfering with her husband's arrest. Officers discovered a firearm in the vehicle, and she was charged with possession of a firearm because she was the passenger. They rolled up on him in traffic and shit because they was, like, scared. They, this motherfucker, like, he'll probably do something. So they surrounded him, like, 100% surrounded his car to stop something. Wife just had his back, huh? Well, I mean, they're Obstruction Catholic. Obstruction of justice. He's Catholic. You know what I mean? It's like you said earlier. <sighs> Prosecutors charged Kuklinski with five counts of murder, six weapons violations, as well as attempted murder, robbery, and attempted robbery. Law enforcement officials said that Kuklinski had large sums of money in Swiss bank accounts and reservations on Damn, a flight to that country. There's the money. If I remember correctly, the, That's the, how they're building the, the ATF agent that he originally hooked up with, he 
when he met with Kuklinski, um, like he didn't even know that he was like he was who he was. Like he just thought he was selling cyanide to some dude illegally, and then he started bragging about, like he got braggadocious a little bit about trying to impress the, the ATF agent because he was working undercover, obviously. So like Kuklinski got fucking like braggadocious and started talking shit about all these people that he killed or whatever, and then. The dude kind of was like, ah, ha, ha, like, how'd you do it or whatever. And he, like, basically told them how he did it. And he reported back, like, hey, da, da, da. And then they were like, hey, this might be this guy we've been looking for. And so that's when they brought him in, gave him the cyanide that was fake, obviously, that he fed to a dog that didn't die. At trial, uh, Kuklinski's former associates, including Percy House and Barbara Deppner, gave evidence against him, as did Special Agent, um, ATF Special Agent Polifrone. Um, the case was prosecuted by Deputy Attorney, Deputy Attorney General Robert Carroll, uh, while Kuklinski was represented by a public defender. Uh, Kuklinski's lawyer argued that Kuklinski had no history of violence and only project, projected a tough guy image, um, including his statements to the ATF Special Agent Polifrone. He said that those were just projections of a tough guy image. Um, the defense theorized Deppner was responsible for the murder of Gary Smith, and there was no cause of death determined for Deppner. Additionally, he argued um, the testimony of House and Barbara Deppner was unreliable because they lied to law enforcement officials. House received immunity from prosecution for that, I guess. Uh, in March 88, jurors found Kuklinski guilty of murdering Smith and Deppner, but found the deaths were not proven to be Kuklinski's, by Kuklinski's conduct, meaning he would not face the death penalty. He, then, he was then sentenced to a minimum 60 years in prison. Um, after the trial, Kuklinski pled guilty to killing Maskey and Malibran, which is the c- first couple that he was um, done with. Uh, he was th- a sentenced to an additional two life sentences to be served consecutively. State prosecutors exa- explained that he would spend the rest of his life in prison, even if he successfully appealed <coughs> his previous convictions. Uh, Kuklinski also confessed to killing Hoffman. Uh, but prosecutors decided not to go to trial with that as they had a weak case and additional life sentences would not have impacted his prison stay you, anyway. You kind of have to find the body to be able to prove that one. Yeah, and I think once you get to so many life sentences, it's kind of pointless to put any more on it, which is stupid anyway. What's double life? You want just your life, bro. You're never getting out of jail. Sorry about you. What, a yeah. life sentence a is life 25 sentence. years. Yeah. As part of uh, his plea bargains, the firearm charge against his wife and unrelated marijuana possession against his son were dismissed. Um, Kuklinski was ineligible for parole until 2046. So you get out after you survive that 25 years? Mm-hmm. He's eligible for parole. Yeah. He would have been 111 years old, car- incarcerated at Trenton State Prison. Yeah, but they can say you get life without parole, right? So they could have just said that. Motherfucker, you ain't never getting out. Thing is, though, they can, they can still say that you can have li- or life without parole, but if you make it to that life sentence, you can appeal it and try to get parole. Yeah, yeah they can always go, you know what? Sorry. If you're a mo- if you're a Charlie model- Manson, sorry, denied. If you're a model citizen in jail like fucking Gacy, come on now. Nah, it's denied. What's, uh, what's the dude that killed fucking uh, Lennon? Ain't he still in prison? Mark David Chapman. Yeah. I don't think it's yeah. prison. He's in the hospital, right? Well, either way, the motherfucker ain't never getting out. Whether he comes up on a parole or not, they're going to say denied. So during uh, Kuklinski's incarceration, he granted interviews to prosecutors, psychiatrists, criminologists, and writers of all sorts. Um, several television producers also spoke to Kuklinski about his criminal career, upbringing, and his personal life. 
These talks culminated in three televised documentaries known as the Iceman Tapes on HBO in 1992, 2001, and 2003. Uh, according to his daughter, Merrick Kuklinski, her mother convinced Richard to do the interview, and she was paid handsomely for them. In the last installment, The Iceman and the Psychiatrist, Kuklinski was interviewed by renowned forensic psychiatrist Dr. Park Dr. Park Detz. Um, in 2002, Detz stated that he believed Kuklinski suffered from antisocial personality disorder plus paranoid personality disorder. Um, writers Anthony Bruno and Philip Carlo wrote biographies for Kuklinski's life, which is actually what um, that book I read um, is on. It was from Anthony Bruno. Thank you, Tony Bruno, for that book. That was great. Um, in October 2005, after nearly 18 years in prison, Kuklinski was diagnosed with Kawasaki's disease. Um, he was transferred to a secure wing at St. Francis Medical Center in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, although he had asked doctors to make sure that he re they revived him if he developed carb if he if he uh, developed uh, cardiac arrest, his former wife Barbara had signed a do not resuscitate order on his behalf a uh, week before his death. I bet she did. The hospital card called Barbara to wanted to ask her if she wished to rescind the instruction, but she declined. Uh, Kuklinski died at age 70 on March 5th, 2006. You do you lose your fucking power of attorney if you go to prison? <laughs> he must have been uh, he, he must have been unconscious or something because that's the only way that Oh, they're still married, right? Yeah, that's the only so way that no they she could what, make the decision goes, for him. I think no matter what the decision goes to the person if you're unconscious it's not Yeah, but if anymore. he if he stated that he wanted to be resuscitated, her should have been thrown out. Well, right. And I imagine yeah. it's in prison you have no rights situation. Well, that's what I'm saying. Do you yeah. not have no, rights? I, probably not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the details on that is. Kawasaki disease is a syndrome of unknown cause that results in fever and mainly affects children under five. It's a <laughs> form of vasculitis, which uh, your blood cells become inflamed. So he got injected with something. He just... <laughs> he was talking shit on the mob, man. He was telling them they was going to take care of me and they never did, so I'm going to start talking shit. There's not a single part of this story that I believe. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it all sounds so fantastical. Yeah. It, I mean, well, it is. That's the thing about it. <laughs> like... His family made money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the movies are the movies are pretty interesting. Watch Michael Shannon plays Richard. Yeah, Michael, Shannon's, Michael Shannon's Michael Shannon's good. Chris Evans yeah, plays his does. partner. The Captain America plays his partner. Oh, yeah. yeah, going Chris, around murdering people and shit. Chris, it's wild. Chris Evans. Yeah, nice. Well, that's I share, I share that's Richie. I share a birthday with Chris Evans. Oh, nice. Hell yeah, we'll just call him Little Dick. <laughs> little Dick, little Richie, and Little Dick. This is a Little Dickie's, yeah. uh, Little yeah. Dickie's episode, little Dick. and that's it. That's the it. Clinsky for him. tapes are a good. Watch they're on HBO Max right now or Max, whatever yeah. you want to yeah. call it. So if yeah, you I haven't watch watched them, times. watch them. Get in, sure. get out there and watch that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a little fun. chill up your spine. Get yourself a little popcorn, a little bourbon. And the movie, <laughs> the movie, <laughs> I think it's just called Ice Man. Watch some, the movie. Some Terry popcorn. Yeah, Ooh, yes, yes. Well, that's it for us today. Um Actually, you know, um, if you want to reach us, where you can reach us at Beyond the Ordinary uh, Podcast at Gmail dot com. You can reach us uh, on our website, Beyond the Ordinary Podcast dot com, as well. Uh, working on getting some more merch up there. Like I said, I've got this nice nifty Beyond the Ordinary T shirt on, and it is making me sexy as fuck. And I'm also a millionaire now because I bought this shirt. So maybe you guys should buy the shirt, and that maybe is <laughs> correct. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, folks. Uh, catch you with your dicks out later on. Bye-bye.